able to come into the house of worship, the place where the Lord has um, you know, given to us to worship Him. So let us hallow this place, and uh, that um, hallowing the place begins in our heart. Let us focus on our hearts and mind and the things of the Lord. So let us rejoice in the Lord, our Savior. And again, we have a lot of reasons to rejoice. The salvation that we receive from the Lord is um, um, you know, the greatest one. The Apostle Paul said, um, unspeakable gift. Unspeakable because uh, that is beyond our imagination. It's beyond our you know, uh, reasoning. Why the Lord loved us so much that knowing of who we are, what we are, and uh, what we have done. Uh, we are all sinners. And, and still the Lord loved us. See, remember the, the verse in, um, if I'm not mistaken, in Romans chapter 5, verse number 7. Uh, we, we, we know very much about the Romans chapter 5, verse number 8. Um, but verse number 7, uh, I think, is very telling. And the reason why um, the Lord, you know, um, showed to us His love, despite of who we are, and um, the Bible says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet for adventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. For the good people, so many people perhaps, is not even sure, for the good people, perhaps people might, you know, offer their, themselves to die for the good people. You see, it's not even sure that, it's not even a guarantee that if you are a good person, someone would die for you. It's not a guarantee. And yet, verse number 8, verse number 8, it says, But God commended His love toward us in that while we are yet sinners. You see that? While we are yet sinners. Remember, if you are the, the best person in this world, it's not a guarantee that someone will die for you. It's not a guarantee. Even though you are the best person in this world, and yet the Lord Jesus Christ died even though we are sinners. That is beyond, you know, um, beyond our thinking. And it's not just me, not just you, not just us. Even the Apostle John said so. Behold what manner of love that the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. So the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So again, um, that is an astonishment. That is an amazing, amazing truth of the love of God. That is why we have a lot of reasons to thank the Lord. We have a lot of reasons to be happy. We have a lot of reasons to strive on and continue and 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 you know um, give everything to the Lord because you know at at the end of this life we all are going to see Him. We all are going to give account to Him. But again, the best thing that could happen to us if we are prepared to meet the Lord, our God. You see, um, we have to meet Him. We are going to meet Him, so therefore we ought to be ready to meet Him. So what does salvation mean for me? This is our um, text that we have left off last Sunday as the beginning of the year, the first Sunday of the year. And um, I'm going to get a little bit of this series and then later on I will pass this on 
to the, um, the Lord will uh, use for the Sunday school. As I told you, it's good to have a division in our Sunday school. We need to have Sunday school teacher for the adults. We need to have Sunday school teacher for the um, uh, for the uh, children and for uh, perhaps the uh, high schoolers and elementary and high schoolers. So we will we have at least, if I'm not mistaken, five divisions in the Sunday school. So we need five people uh, to handle that. And th these are the uh, uh, the lessons that we are going to give to them. So we will pray that the Lord will um, use this Sunday school uh, for you know enriching our minds of the doctrines of the Bible, so that um, we know also uh, where to stand and um, especially uh, the belief that we have. We need to um, you know go through all of this. Um, biblical doctrines because uh, it's important for each one of us to learn um, and to grow and then later on you will graduate perhaps and then uh, you will be the one teaching so that's the progression that's the plan that's a program so again um, we have to look at this uh, scripture uh, to understand um, what is the meaning of our salvation what is the meaning of our salvation the meaning of that is very simple you know we were uh, in the times past, sinners in the, in the sight of the Lord. We were um, people who, uh, the Bible says, dead in sin. We were, we were condemned. Uh, we are the people that had the wrath of God abiding on us. And we are the people who uh, were the servants of sin. So those who, those are the terminologies that um, for those people who have that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those are the, you know, uh, the factual um, situation or um, uh, situation of their soul. So let's take a look at this one by one in, in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2. I will read this and then after that we will pray and then carry on. Right? Ephesians chapter 2. This is a very familiar verse to us. I always repeat this verse in verse number one. I will just read this, just uh, uh, remain uh, seated, and I will read this, and then we will pray afterwards. Bible says, Ephesians chapter 2, verse number one, And you have he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Thank you for bringing all of us into this place of worship. Thank you, Father, that you have given us um, something, some place that, Lord, we can um, dedicate our time to uh, listening to your word. And also, Lord, um, we can uh, think about you and think of what you have done to us and think, Lord, of all the blessings that we have received from you. And also, Lord, um, um, finding opportunity where we can give you glory and honor in our lives. Bless all of us this morning. Teach us, Lord, your ways and help us to understand the meaning of um, the words in the Bible and also Lord, um, um, Lord uh, saturate our hearts with the word so that Lord um, we can uh, be used by you uh, mightily uh, when opportunity arises that Lord uh, we can be um, able to share the gospel to the people around us and to teach Lord people your ways. Bless all of us this morning and I pray for uh, the safety and protection of all those people who are still on their way. Uh, please, Lord, bring them here safe and sound 
and I pray that um, as they come, uh, Lord, they will, um, they will have that joy of the Lord in their hearts. For all of us, Lord, that are here already, uh, we thank you, O God, for bringing us safe. We praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, this is what um, our situation before we got saved. Um, we were spiritually dead. As the Bible says here, and you had he quickened. The word quickened, again, I will emphasize this, that this is the word be, uh, in, uh, as uh, meaning made alive. Made alive. So therefore, that proves that we were dead because of sins. We are alive physically, but actually we are dead spiritually. And because we are dead spiritually, God sees that and sees the need of our soul. And Jesus Christ came to us. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as He comes, He made our spirit were dead alive. That is the word there, quicken. So in my Bible, there is the word there, made alive. So I circle that word so that I will always remember whenever I see, I read this verse, I will always remember that that word quicken is made alive because it's important for people to understand that those people that we share the gospel to, and if they are not saved, they do not realize that they are dead. They thought that they are alive. That is why it's important to circle these verses and, <clears throat> and put the meaning on the side of that. Okay? Um, we were spiritually dead because of sins and because of trespasses. That's what we were. Another thing. Not just that we were dead, we were also condemned. Are, 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 um, that, were they going to be condemned in the future? No, they are already condemned. The person that is not saved is already condemned. It's just that he is awaiting, you know, that the departure from this life uh, so that he will complete that condemnation in hell. But right there, right here at this moment, if the person is not saved, he is condemned already. Because that's what the Bible says in John 3, 18. John chapter 3, verse number 18. <clears throat> it says there, um, John 3, 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. So the person that does not know Christ as Lord and Savior, he is condemned already. So that's what the, um, the, the situation of the person. That is why it's really important that we will go to them and share it to them and show to them their condition. Their condition is they are in dire condition. They need help. And the thing is, they do not realize that they need help. They do not know that I just we were we were unbelievers before. I can say when I was 19 years old. And I know exactly what I feel and how I I my perception, my 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 thought processes. Before I got saved, I thought I was okay. So those people that are unsaved today, they think they are not they are not in dire need. They think that they are okay. But now that I got saved, looking back, wow, if I died in that condition, if, if I died in that condition, oh I would be I would be in hell. So that is why these people right now, they do not feel the need of Christ, they do not know that they, they, they need Christ right now. But we know it. All of us that are saved, we know it. So here, um, these people, 
um, are condemned already. The reason why they are condemned is because they are so grievously or they are, um, you know, rotten sinners. All of us are rotten sinners. But um, again, these people, they are not really so sinful in their own mind. But the, the reason why they are condemned is not because of their sinfulness, although that is the reason really, but um, there is something beyond that. Um, the reason why they are condemned is because they do not believe. All of us are sinners and all of us are bound to go to hell. But the, the good news is, the good thing is, Jesus Christ came into our heart, into our life, and saved us. So now... We are the kind of people, although all people in the world are sinners, but we are the kind of people that are sinners, but sinners that will go to heaven. And there are kinds of people also that are sinners that will go to hell. See? The people that will go to heaven, they were once upon a time, you know, sinners also themselves. And those people that will go to hell are sinners. All of the people in this world, for all, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So all of us are sinners, but there are sinners that will go to heaven, and there are sinners that will go to hell. And the Bible tells us there, it's very clear, uh, if you go back to Romans, I mean John chapter 3, verse number 18, He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why is condemned? Why? You see, because of their sinfulness? No, it's because they do not believe. That is the reason why they are condemned. It is because of their, because they believe it not. You see, they have not believed. But do not be mis, you know, do not be mistaken of this. We are condemned because of sin, but it is given. All of us are sinners. It is given. So now sin has no longer power over man supposed to be because of Christ. If the person will believe in Christ, sin has no power. So therefore, the person will go to hell, but if he believes in Christ, he, you know, will be saved. So now, um, John 3, 8, uh, 36 is also the same, you know, similar situation there, but I'm just emphasizing the reason why the person will go to hell. The, per the reason why the person will go to hell is because of this. He that believeth on the Son has have everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. Um, but the wrath of God abideth in him. So he that believeth not to so the person that believes not it is now a matter of um, believing. It is now a matter of belief. You see, it's no longer a matter of sin because the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so far have they removed thy sin from you. So there is no sin that God cannot forgive you, cannot be forgiven. There is no sin that um, God cannot forgive. So therefore, the the you know the focal point now is no longer about sin, it's but about faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing, what 
we were before we got saved. What happened to us and what was our condition before we got saved. John 3.36. We have that um, a while ago. The Bible says there that he that he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abideth in him. So there is this wrath that will remain in that person until the person will turn to Christ, until the person will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So the person that does not believe in Christ, the wrath of God abide, abided in him. There is a verse also that's similar to all of this in John 3.18, John 3.36. But the verse also that's similar to that is in um, 1 John chapter... First uh, John chapter 5 verse number 11, 12, 11 and 12. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. And he that hath not the Son of God um, hath not life. So, again, uh, the person that does not believe in Jesus Christ, the wrath of God abideth or abides in him. And what, what was the condition of the person before he receives Christ? What was the condition? Uh, Romans 6, 6 um, 17. Romans 6, 17. Every person that does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that person is a servant of sin. You see, a servant of sin. He may do something good. He may be kind uh, to his neighbor. He may be a, a good provider in the home, a good father, a good mother, a very loving wife, a very loving husband. But if that person is not saved, you know, that person is a servant of sin. Because again, uh, the Lord wants everyone to come to Christ. But without, uh, without Jesus Christ in their lives, um, in the sight of God, the person is a servant of sin. And again, um, what we were before we got saved, uh, Revelation chapter 20, verse number 15. We were the people before we got saved. We were sinners and therefore we are uh, headed, we were headed for the lake of fire. Our direction every single day, we are getting closer and closer and closer to hell. The person that does not receive Christ as Lord and Savior is taking a step closer every day to hell. Every single day, that person is stepping closer and closer and closer and closer to hell. That is the condition. But these people that stepping closer and closer and closer to hell does not realize it. And they don't really think about it. They don't really, until they get it, they get there until they arrive there and that's the time that you know um it will be too late it will be too late that is why we have this you know ministry that the lord has given to us so that we can share this gospel the gospel is a good news that that person that taking a step closer and closer and closer to hell that person can be saved so that is why we are being brought by the lord jesus christ to 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 give the light to these people in darkness they are walking in darkness. That's exactly what they are. They may be, they may be, you know, um, 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 living in New Zealand in this uh, very, very bright, um, uh, you know, day this uh, summer. But again, they are, they are living their lives in darkness. They do not know where they are going. 
and they do not know what's going to happen to them. But God knows what's going to happen to them, and we know what's going to happen to them because the Bible tells us well, what will happen to them if they if they die without Jesus Christ. They are lost, and yet you know, despite of that, the Lord Jesus Christ sought for them. The Lord Jesus sought for them in Luke 19, verse number 10. Luke 19, verse number 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So these are the conditions of uh, the people who um, um, who are not saved and who have uh, not received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You see, so they were dead in sin, they're condemned. Um, uh, already they have the wrath of God uh, remains in them they are the servants of sin they were they are heading towards the lake of fire and they are lost they are lost but you know when we come to Jesus Christ when we when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ into our life what happened to us and what God promised to us what are the promises of God for those who come to Christ for salvation you know what and Romans 6:23 got that promise there. We have the promise of God to us who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We have the gift of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift, uh, you know, um, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So this is being promised by God to us, to those who believe in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse number 14. Um, another promise of the Lord. What is the promise of God to us, to those who receive Christ? We have the promise of the forgiveness of our sins. As I said, even though your sins be as scarlet, the Bible says, I will make them as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool, as far as the east is from the west. So far have I removed thy sins from you. So that is the promise of God. The forgiveness of our sins, Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You see, and in Titus chapter 2, verse number 11, the Lord has promised us salvation. Why? Because that salvation is brought forth through his grace. It is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That brings that salvation. Look at this, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. So God has promised me uh, eternal life. God has promised me um, forgiveness of sins. And God has promised me salvation by His grace. And God has promised me that He will dwell in my heart. I do not know about you, but you know... Um, the Lord indeed will dwell in the hearts of his people. If you are saved, the Lord indwells in you. You know, if you sanctify your life, the Lord's spirit will be empowered in you. So you have to understand this uh, feeling of the Holy Spirit. The feeling of the Holy Spirit comes at the time of our salvation. But the, you know, um, um, the, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives um, can can be activated by the time when we surrender our life to God. So again, there is the power, power of the Holy Spirit and there is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now again, 
we have here eternal life as promised by God. We have um, forgiveness of sins and salvation of our soul through His grace and the indwelling of God in our heart in Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 8 and 17. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 17. Bible says there that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. You see that the Lord Jesus Christ will dwell in our heart. He promises that. He promised that um, He will come into our life. He will dwell in us. In John chapter 14, verse number 23, notice this. John 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode in him. So the Lord will make his residence that's the word there that's the word uh, we are all uh, most of us are residents in New Zealand but the Lord Jesus Christ will reside he is not he's not just going to visit but he will stay takes takes a residence in our hearts in our lives so we are we are the temple of God where the Lord dwells in us and sometimes we we, we um, you know we grieve the Holy Spirit because of our uh, propensity to sin, we have the, you know, we have the capacity to sin. And once we do that, the Holy Spirit inside us will be grieved. And once the Holy Spirit is grieved, then some, even though we are children of God and we cry unto God for help, sometimes God will not help us. The reason why? Because of our sin. Because of our sin. It is not because God cannot help, but it is because of our sin. I think it is in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 1, is it? Isaiah 59, verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not, is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Verse number 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God that, that his, um, that his, what's that? And your sins have been disgraced from you that he will not hear. So the reason really why, even though we are children of God, we are, you know, we are supposed to be blessed by God in everything. We are supposed to be, you know, we, the Lord listens to us. The Lord hears our prayer. And sometimes in our need, the Lord will not help us. The reason of that most of the time is sin. Your sin have separated you and your God. And the Lord's ears, you know, I think He will cover His ears. When He sees you committing that sin, and it seems like you are enjoying that sin. And the Lord uh, is displeased with that, and He will cover His ears. When you pray, He will not listen. It is because of sin, you see. But we have the promise of God that He will indwell. He will indwell. He resides in us. Another promise of the Lord in Ephesians chapter 3 again, verse number 19. It said here, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. You see, the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that is God's promise to all who believe in Jesus Christ. Another thing is that in John chapter 15, verse number 11, 
the promise of God is uh, with, uh, He promises to us. He promises us joy. Joy. It's not just being happy. It's joy. Because you know the joy is the, what the Lord promises to us. In verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Another promise. Another promise. You see, we have a lot of promises. We have a lot of promises. If you are saved this morning, you have a lot of promises from the Lord. The Lord, our God, has given us all these promises. If you come to Him as Lord and Savior. Another promise there we can find in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. <clears throat> the Bible says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You see, the peace of God. That peace of God, you know, sometimes even though you have problems, you have no money, but you have the peace of God. Even though you have problems, and uh, sometimes you are, you are, uh, in, 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 you know, in sorrow, you have a great a need, but yet your joy, uh, I mean, your heart is joyful in the Lord. Why is that? Because of the peace of God. The peace of God which passes knowledge, passes all understanding. So, the difference between us and that same um, is the difference is you know uh, we have the promise of the Lord and we understand what we were before and we understand now what um, we are um, having and the Lord has given to us uh, that great blessing you see another thing that I want you to see another thing that I want you to see what did we do to, to have these promises? What did we what did we do in order for us, for us to gain this blessing in our lives? What did what did we do? There's nothing much really, but Romans chapter 10, verse number 13. Romans chapter 10, verse number 13. This is just what we did. We called upon the name of the Lord. The moment that we call upon the name of the Lord. You know, we receive this blessing that, you know, the Apostle Paul said, the unspeakable gift, the unspeakable gift, when we call upon the name of the Lord. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's very clear. And also, in Romans 10, 9, um, this is what we did. In my life, I was 19 years old when I got saved. I received the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Um, what I did is um, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess in the mouth and believe in my heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God that raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. So what did I do to, to, to gain eternal life? What did I do to gain salvation? Number one, I call upon the name of the Lord. Number two, I believe um, in, in my heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And another thing, in John 1, 12, I received the Lord Jesus Christ in my life. That's very simple thing. Not really, you know, there's no labor in, involved in coming to Christ. There's no labor involved in getting saved. There's no labor involved in order for us to have eternal life. All you need to do by faith is call upon the name of the Lord. 
uh, and also uh, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ rise from, uh, rose from the dead and receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And again, in, in Acts 17, verse number 30, this is what, also what I did. I repented of all my sins. The same thing maybe I did, and if you do it, the same thing will happen to you because that same God that promised me his word, uh, promised me his blessing, the same God that is also promising everyone, um, you know, his blessing. Acts 17, 30, and at the times of this ignorance, God waked up, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. So repent, repent. So that is what we do in order for us to gain eternal life. And that is by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, calling upon the Lord, believing Him, we receive Him, we repented of our sins. Now, what, what God did after we we approached God after we called upon the Lord, after we believed in Him. What did God do? What did God do? Romans chapter 3, verse number 24. Romans chapter 3, verse number 24. What did God do? He justified me freely. That is what the word there in Romans 3, 24. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Justified. So the moment I came to the Lord Jesus, um, by faith in Him, by receiving Him, calling upon Him and receiving Him into my life, then the Lord justified me. Justified. I was justified freely. And not just that, in Revelation 1, 5, uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse number 5, I was washed um, from my sins. Notice that. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth and to him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. By faith, when we, when we uh, came to the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, by faith, his blood, his blood that was shed at the cross of Calvary was, was, you know, used by God to wash us of all our sins. So we are washed um, by the blood of the Lord Jesus and we are secured. Um, our name is secured in the Lamb's Book of Life. Revelation 21, verse number 27. Revelation 21, verse 27. It says, And there shall in no wise enter into it, Anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. The moment that you uh, you come to Jesus Christ for your salvation, uh, you, by faith in Him, your name is written uh, in the book of life. And that is very secure. No one can touch it, no one can, can open that book, but the Lord Jesus Christ alone. And again, in Romans chapter 8, verse number 14 and 15, um, because of our faith in the Lord Jesus, He adopted us as His child. We are now sons of God. We are now a child of God. Why? Because of the power of adoption. We are not, you know, there's only one, one begotten son, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That is why, you know, um, I remember reading in the, there was, um, I shared the gospel to someone, um, if I'm not mistaken, over there in Onihanga, um, not in Onihanga, Royal Oak, in Royal Oak, I shared the gospel, and um, it seems like he, she doesn't, she, she was a lady, um, she doesn't want to use other version, and, and I, I was like forced to use the in IV to share the gospel, so I I want her to compare my, 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 my you know, she uses in IV and I use King James, and um, I shared the gospel and all those verses, and we came um, that verse, John 3, 16, and for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And, 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 and she reads it in the NIV. I said, that something is wrong in that verse. <laughs> because the NIV would say, um, um, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. I said, something is wrong with that. Because God has a lot of children. I am a child of God and Jesus Christ is also the son of God. But that verse is t telling me something else. I said, I think that that verse, uh, that that um, verse really is wrong, because why God only has one and only Son? That means you and I and everyone else um, are not part of that. But the King James Bible is very clear. For for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's only Jesus Christ and no one else. But all of us are adopted, you know, yeah. um, into the family of God by our faith in Jesus Christ. That's the difference. Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, and we are adopted children of God, but all of us are children of God, so God has a lot of children. But in IB, God, uh, the, the Bible says in, in IB, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. I, I can see something different there and it's really wrong. So I encourage her to use the King James Bible because you know those kind of things are very confusing. But here you see, um, we are adopted into the family of God. Verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father you see we can now call God Abba so that means we can call God our Father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name so we can call now God as our Father because of the you know the process of adoption because of by virtue of adoption um, uh, through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Another thing, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 6, we are now uh, what God did to us, not just justified us, not just washed us, not just, you know, uh, secured our name in the, in the Lamb's book of life, and also adopted us into His family as children of God, but also we are accepted in the Beloved. We are now accepted in the Beloved. To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted, you know, in the Beloved. And another thing, He sanctified us in 1 Corinthians 6.11. He sanctified us, and in, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, um, He made us a new creature. He made us a new creature. 
Now, because we are uh, a new creation of God, then um, we can now sing songs for the Lord. We can now uh, read the Word of God. We can now come to church. We can now pray. And all these things we did not do before we got saved. And that's what the Bible says there in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, but behold, all things are become new. Those um, cussing and cursing and those bad words that came out from our mouth, we stop them. And those praises and, and, and wholesome thing, uh, we say. Why? Because we are changed. We are new. So that's what we are uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are new creation, new creature. See? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Those things, what are the old things? What are those old things? The old things are, you know, those gambling. You know, I was a gambler before. Heavy gambler. I was heavy gambler. I didn't sleep. You know, I would just sleep maybe uh, after 36 hours, I go home to sleep a little and then go back. When I get up, go back to gambling house. I was a heavy gambler. And not just that, I don't, I don't mind if I drink all, all, all day. Sometimes, we, um, uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Saturday, we started drinking. We started drinking beer, whatever is available there. Any alcoholic drinks, it's fine for, with me. I was also like into that kind of, you know, um, drink uh, alcohol from beer to wine to, um, you know, coconut wine. <laughs> whatever is available. You see, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, we finish 4 o'clock in the morning, and then sleep a little bit. 8 o'clock um, of, of um, Sunday, start drinking again. All the way to the evening. That was my life before. But now, you know, the Lord Jesus Christ saved me. I also, I memorized the songs of Guns and Roses. Those songs, I memorized those. But praise the Lord, you know. Uh, the songs that I used to sing before, I sing them no more. Why? Because I am a new creation of Christ. All things are passed away. The word pass away is actually equals dead. So all things, those gambling is dead. Those drinking is dead. Those, you know, um, um, things that we did before that are wrong, they are dead. And there are something new. Now the Bible in those times new to me, so I started reading the Bible. And and going to church is new. So that's these are the things new. And singing the hymns, I don't even know. Oh, they are good songs. And I sang the hymns. They are new things. And I, I come to church, they are new things. And and, and attend the, uh, the young people's program, they are new things. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. You see, I do not know what's new thing to you, but there are a lot of things new when you come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow our heads and uh, let's close this Sunday school, and thank you for listening, and I hope that um, it gives you, you know, um, um, uh, it enhances your perspective about our salvation and why we got here, why we are saved, and the reasons what uh, you know what, what happened to us before and after we got saved. We uh, we thank the Lord for that. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this Sunday school. 
thank you, Father, that um, you have given us this blessing that we can come to you and to learn things about you. Please, Lord, continue to teach us your ways and bless us, Lord, with your word. I pray, O oh God, that our hearts and minds, especially in this uh, beginning of the year, uh, we will be saturated, Lord. Our minds and our hearts will be saturated with your words. Bless all of us and thank you, Lord, for our brethren, brothers and sisters who are driving from far and from near and from places of oh God. Thank you for allowing them to arrive here safely. Bless all of us this morning and thank you also, Lord, that um, um, we have our activities today and I pray for the victory from our dedication of baby Olivia this morning and also Lord our divine service and the rest of the activities that we have all the way to the evening uh, young people's program Lord I pray that you will be with us and to strengthen us and give us victory for all uh, the activities of the day in Jesus name we pray amen amen we have our uh, dedication to be done uh, actually this time um, we will do our dedication we just take uh, five minutes uh, no no I don't think it's good to have a break uh,